Amen. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Just a reminder to all of us. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, open heaven comes on. Amen. Amen. Your amen will determine the how heaven will open for you. Yeah. You want a wider heaven, open your mouth wider. The Bible says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. So if you open your mouth like that, you put a piece of chocolate inside your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Open your mouth like the way you open it when you are fighting or when you are quarreling. I say, <laughs> Ajoy is like, no, not today, please. No. Yeah, today, 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 today. Yeah, you, I feel like you don't pray for me strong enough, you know, because by now I should have been transformed. So your prayers are not um, arriving at their destination. But I'm excited about Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Amen. We are going to have Evangelist Doji with us. And we are going to have our own reverend with us. Amen. It's going to be an awesome time. Amen. Yeah. Hold the person by you and tell the person whether you like it or not, God will bless you. It's not an option. So tell the person, make sure you are here. And you see, the thing about a convention is that you don't know when God sends your package. He might send your package on Friday. Or he might send it on Saturday. Or he might send it on Sunday. So you can come on Friday and then Saturday. You say, oh, I came on Friday and I'm going to be here on Sunday anyway. And yours will come on Saturday. And then um, somebody else will take it. Or it will be returned to sender. Yeah. Do you know that when they try and deliver a passage once, twice, they send it back. Yes. And if there's no return address, they leave it in the uh, <laughs> Royal Mail office. And then after a while, they dash it to charity. Yeah. So don't let... You know, don't allow yourself to make, miss it. Amen. Yeah. Listen, it's the season of rejoicing and it's the season where people spend more time doing things around Christ. Not in Christ, around Christ. Do you understand? Around, like Christmas shopping, Christmas tree, Christmas around Christ, but not in Christ. We are spending 6th, 7th, 8th of December in Christ. Amen. So I really want to encourage you and bring a friend along. Bring somebody who just needs an encouragement, who needs healing, who needs healing. Amen. Yeah, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, whether it's emotional, I believe that the Lord will meet us at that point. Amen. And uh, uh, unfortunately, and, um, unfortunately, you are stuck with me for with the next couple of weeks, so you can pray that uh, the weeks will pass by quickly. But uh, Reverend has asked me to, um, he does that. Have you realized that he does that? Every November, he does, yeah, yeah. Uncle Fred, if you notice this, the person, uh, yeah. But yeah, as an obedient servant of this house, I obey instructions, amen. And so we are going to share the word of God, amen. Tell your neighbor, be to be. Tell your neighbor B to B. And then ask them, do you understand what it means? You don't understand, then you said it. That's how some of you sing some of the songs that you listen to. Yeah, because this year, I haven't even heard, last year they had songs that had no meaning. You don't know what it means, but you are saying some. It could mean anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today, uh, Prince was trying to play a song that, you know, a tune that, you know, brought uh, uh, memories. There was a, a video, a, a movie where they said, you know, millennials, when they started, you know, the songs when they were releasing, the songs don't have any meaning. So all they say is, uh, <laughs> yeah. B2B as we end the year all I'm saying is back to basics amen 
tell somebody we are going back to basics. Yeah, we are going. Sometimes you need a refresher course, isn't it? To remind yourself. Do you understand that? Yeah. Sometimes we can get so advanced, so complicated that we forget the simple things. Yeah, so every now and then we need to go back to basics and say one plus one is two, two plus two is four. Oh, and then we go by A, B, C, D. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Yeah. They say one of the, them is not politically correct, so they're trying to change their song. To, yeah. But the reason why we are going back to basics is because we have to answer a question, and I'm not sure how well we can answer the question. So I'm going to, because somebody will ask, why do we have to go back to basics? Most of us in this room, we are quite matured Christians by the grace of God. God has brought us far by his grace. Mm. For almost 30 something years, we have been serving the Lord. Yeah. So why do we have to go back to basics, Reverend Gloria? Don't you have any advanced message? Nope. Any new revelation under the carpet? But I'm going to ask us this question. If, if in the next two minutes, the police walk in and they arrest you for being a born again Christian, is there enough evidence for them to charge you? It's my simple question this afternoon. If you are arrested right now and the charge is that you are a born again Christian, when they take you to court, will they find enough evidence in your life, around your life, within your life, inside the inner circle, outside the outside? Will they find enough evidence to charge you or you'll be acquitted and set free and say that it was a wrong arrest? Yeah, and in fact, they'll have to pay you compensation for assuming that you were a Christian. I say back to basics. Back to basics. Yeah. Now, now, you are, now do you still want us to do, or you want um, <laughs> advanced knowledge? <laughs> we can have some advanced sermon. We can dissect the altar. Oh, the shoe bread. <laughs> And the seven candlesticks. We can dissect it. But all I'm asking is that when they come to arrest you. Do you know if they say I'm a drug dealer. They have to prove that I'm a drug dealer. They have to. They have to either find drugs on me. Or in my house. Or in my car. Or they have to have video evidence of me selling drugs. Yes. If they bring a child right now. And they say, mm, Charlie, today Charlie is in trouble. Charlie, you have fathered this. This is your son. You say, prove it. They'll go and do DNA. Yeah. If they take your DNA right now, whose child are you? Spiritual DNA. Which God would they find in your bloodline? I said back to basics. Back to basics. So we are going back to basics because sometimes we go too far and we forget that actually we have just... You see, the reason why I, I, I find it so urgent to preach on this is that sometimes just by virtue of joining a church, we assume that we are now Christians because we belong to Calvary International Christian Center, CICC 1000. Or by the grace of God, I have just been put in charge of the fellowship of lonely men. So I have a ministerial post. Or since my childhood, I have been going to church. You may have been going to church since your childhood. But is there proof in your life? To arrest you because we are going to be arrested at some point. Do you know that? Yeah, either Christ comes or after we die, either way, one day we'll be arrested. And the sentence 
The sentence is that those who don't have that DNA, they go to H-E-L-L. And those who have that DNA, they go to H-E-L. It's a sentence. Isn't a judgment? Yeah. But we can do so many things that may as look like we are born again Christians. And we may actually appear. Especially if you come to church on a Sunday, the way we have dressed, we are, we are too Christian. We are, we are so Christian that people who want to become Christian look at us and feel that they can never become Christian. Because our Christian is too... Um, Yesterday, when we went to um, uh, Pastor Bruno's uh, 10th anniversary, wedding anniversary, you know, after the, uh, what do you call it, the a cappella people sang, the choir people sang, the people sang, all the Christians came to sing, or, you know. Then this young boy that they had just brought into Christ, you can see that he's now walking into Christ. <laughs> They came to put him on the stage to dance. Oh, because I had preached the someone that day, I couldn't join him because the people still thought I was a pastor, so I had to maintain the pastoral level, but, but not for, I would have joined him on the stage. And he took his shirt off, and then he had a vest, isn't it? He? he had a black yeah. and he was really dancing. Ooh. And I looked at the Christians, I said, look how sad you are. If you could just rise up and join him. And the only reason why he's dancing is that he has just found Christ. He has just seen Christ. And his joy was overflowing. And some of us, we say we are Christians. But our joy doesn't even reach here. Yeah. His whole body was tattooed. Whole body. And the tattoo it wasn't even black. It had colors. Oh. I videoed it. Um, Joel, come and get it and uh, 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 project the video, please. Because we are going back to basics. We are going back to the place where we ought to be. Some of us skipped certain places and have arrived. Because the time you joined the church, your friend was already in the choir and they just dragged you into the choir. And once you became a choirista, you assume that you are born again. Yeah, because of that, even scriptures that talk about basics, we gloss over them. Yeah. In fact, we have memorized them, and then we just say, it. if anybody's about to preach, and they say, let's turn to John chapter 3, we're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> if you don't have a message, don't say we should turn to John chapter 3. But we will turn to John chapter 3 today, because so far nobody has answered the question. Ask your neighbor, will you be sentenced if you are caught today? Or would they have to go and come back and get more evidence? <laughs> Isn't it funny when you look at it and think about it that way? That we speak in tongues, we whatever, eh? we, are, we just go up and down. We are busy bodies in the house of God. You are stuck with me till 2020, so be happy. Be happy. And we will all be born again. <laughs> we will all be born again. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a video? Let's read First John. We'll read a couple of scriptures. Tell the person that this series that we are doing is full of scriptures. Tell the person it's full of scriptures. Because we are going back to basics. Amen. Yeah. So, First John chapter 5. I'm going to read a couple of verses. I'll read a lot of verses. Because I'm not sure how much Bible you read this week. So, I'll make up for the difference. I don't know. I don't know how much of the scripture you read. So, I will. 1 John 5, verse 1, I'm going to read the Amplified. It says, everyone who believes, adheres to, trusts, and relies on the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, 
is a born again child of God. And everyone who loves the father also loves the one born of him. Amen. First Peter 1 Peter 1.23, the King James says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Amen. We're going to read John chapter 3. We are going to study and we are going back to basics because we want to understand that we are not off track or we are not near. <laughs> because near is not good enough. You have to be there. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, if you are near Christianity, it doesn't make you a Christian. If you are very close to somebody who is born again, it doesn't make you born again. It is an individual affair, and it is a very basic thing, and it is a very simple thing. And we are also going to try and appreciate the fact that that process is a first step act. That process is a first step act. So sometimes you will take the first step, but thereafter, what have you done? If you get a place in uh, Leeds Beckett or University of Leeds, and you get a place, and you never go for lectures, you never hand in any assignments, you never take any exam, you will not graduate, even though you went in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But then the way to get in is the same. You either take A-levels or you go to college and you take, but it's the same. The entrance requirements are the same. The course content is the same. They don't say that, okay, you, you are less clever, so we'll reduce how many papers you will take. Yeah. In the same way, your DNA is your DNA. Who you are is who you are. There is no way you can say that my DNA is that of a, I can't use any country, of Charlie's land. And then when they do the DNA test, they will either confirm it or they'll tell you actually where your DNA comes from. Do you understand? Who is your father? That is why, you know, thank God for DNA. Because, you see, some time ago, when somebody says, oh, it's not me, it's not me, it's not me, they argue and argue, and then hopefully when the child comes, it just looks like the mother, then all the men are like, yes! <laughs> yeah. You know? But thank God for DNA. Even if the child looks like the mother, DNA will pull out one person. And I pray that as we go through this, when your DNA, is, your spiritual DNA is done, it will be Christ. It will be Christ. Amen. Yeah, it will be Christ. John chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees. So we've read two scriptures. Read the first one. It says that anyone who believes, anyone at all who believes, adheres to and trusts Christ is a born-again child. Then we read another one that said that we are born out of the incorruptible word. Now, verse 1 of John chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou dost, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man... be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Tell somebody that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen. 
Then Jesus said, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. It didn't say you may be born again. You could, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, kind of, roundabout. The wind bloweth where it listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether, whether it goeth. So it's everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus got even more confused. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? You know, I was reading a Bible commentary and they said at the time he was the third wealthiest person in the city. Can you imagine? So when you take Bill Gates, you take um, Facebook, what is it? Uh, you take Amazon. Amazon actually is number one now, isn't it? Then Bill, uh, Microsoft is number two now. And then I don't know who is number three. Who? No, no, he's not number three. Oh, please. Oh, Warren Buffett is number 10 or 11. Uh, Alibaba. So Nicodemus' new name from today is Alibaba. <laughs> Are thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak that what we know, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whosoever, remember, first John 5 said, anyone, everyone, John 3, 15, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Not periodic. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He that believes in him is not condemned. But he that believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness. As the person by you, do you love darkness? <laughs> Rather than light, because their deeds are evil. For everyone that doeth evil hates the light. The reason why sometimes you despise church and the things of God. It's not because church has done anything or God has done anything. Because there's too much light shining on you. Shining, 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 shining. Shining, 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 shining. What does it even mean? How do you, what, what does that mean? It's choking. There's nothing like it's choking, please. <laughs> Least his deeds should be reproved. But he does truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Somebody put something on uh, my uh, primary school, whatever page thing, and the person, they were having argument. One person is an alcoholic and the, pers the other person is a... a a serious weed smoker. <laughs> yeah. So the argument got to the place and they were finding what are the benefits or advantages. So at a point, at a point the weed smoker arose and said, listen, when people are drunk, they gather and fight. When people are very high, they gather and they produce an album. Verse 21 is Romania, I says that, but he does. 
But he that doeth truth comes to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. So when their deeds come out, one is a fight. One is an album. What is yours? What does it mean? We have been throwing the word about always. I'm born again. I'm a born again Christian. I'm a born again. I'm a Holy Ghost filled Christian. I'm a spirit filled Christian. I'm a true Christian. I'm a proper Christian. I'm an evangelical Christian. I'm a Pentecostal Christian. I'm a charismatic Christian. I'm a church of whatever Christian. I'm a church of no God Christian. I'm a church of... uh, (laughs) But all the scriptures we have read tells us. Show us the video. Yeah. I've told the guy, I said, when your pastor is coming He's been asked. He didn't make an album, but he made a dance. <laughs> yeah. And you see, I told the young girl there, I said, one day this guy, exactly where you found him and brought him to church, he will also be there preaching. Yeah. Let me give you a few definitions of it based on the scriptures we have read. A born again Christian is anyone, somebody say anyone. Yeah. A born again Christian is anyone who has repented of their sins and turned to Christ for their salvation through the inner workings of the Holy Spirit in their life. And therefore, becoming a part of God's family forever. I'm going to read it again so I can write it down. A born again Christian is anyone. It's not some chosen few, some, you know, pastor's children or some elder's children or people from Middle East or people from East Africa or South Africa, wherever. It's not an American phenomenon. A born-again Christian is anyone who has repented of their sins and turned to Christ for their salvation through the inner workings of the Holy Spirit in that life and therefore becoming a part of God's family forever. Forever. Being born again is not for a period. That is why when somebody says, I'm no longer born again. You were never born again in the first place. Have you seen anybody who has been born and then been unborn? Came out, looked at the world, said, Mom, get me back in there. (laughs) Because once you come out, you don't go back in. 
The reason is that this definition has certain words in it, like repentance, like the Holy Spirit. Because if those things are not in the mix, whatever you have done is something, but you're not born again. If you don't have a heart of repentance in your coming to receive that salvation, you have received something, but it's not something that is permanent. Because what makes, what creates salvation is a total, a lot of times people who struggle to be born again are is who have very good moral character. When you, are, when you have good behavior, when you have a good character, you tend to assume that you don't need salvation. But the truth of the matter is that one teaspoon of sin is the same as two gallons of sin. So you may not be a fornicator, adulterer, this, that, 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 but you're a liar. If you like, let me prove it to you. <laughs> because there are some prayers that if I pray, God will just show your mind right now on the screen. <laughs> and just list all your lies. Yeah. So if you have lied before, then you're a sinner. Yeah. Well, no, I haven't really. It was baby lies. Yeah. Yeah. At least for once, now we describe something as white lies. What are black lies? Anyway. <laughs> we, have you stolen before? No. Sometimes we steal people's dignity. No. Yeah, we steal people's hope. We steal their joy. We steal their faith. There is nobody on this earth that can justify not needing salvation. I don't care how good you are. You may not be an arm robber, but you're still a sinner. Corinthians 6, 15 to 17, the Bible says, Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? I'm reading the New Living Translation. Never, and don't you realize, and don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her. For the scripture says the two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So just as we have our physical family, the same way being born again means that you have a family of born-again people. And the funny thing is that it doesn't matter how messed up the family you come from is. You can't change it. You can move 10,000 miles. Your crazy brother is still your crazy brother. <laughs> yeah. It, whatever your mother, it says, I don't care. You can't even change your name. Change your identity. <laughs> Go undercover. Your fiscal family is the same. Which says that if you are truly born again, your spiritual family cannot change unless you are not born again. If you are truly born again, then you are part of God's family. And he said, everlasting, forever, forever. Yeah, doesn't mean you make mistakes. You make mistakes, but you are making mistakes from home. You're making mistakes in the house. When you see yourself always in and out of your faith, you haven't yet fully committed to Christ. You haven't fully committed to Christ. It's one of the things that you can use to test yourself that I am not truly in the faith. Yeah. When you can be a powerful Christian for six months, then lie dormant for three months, then arise with a new fire, there is a spirit operating in you, but it is not that of Christ. Second definition. It is also the adoption into God's family. It is also the adoption. 
So some children are birthed through the womb. Some children are gotten out of adoption. But nevertheless, they become fully yours. Do you understand? They, they take your name, they take your identity, and you bring them up. Ephesians 1.5, the Bible says that God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Amen. Yeah, Ephesians 1.5. Galatians 4, verse 4 to 7, the Bible says that, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out our father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are God's child, God has made you his heir. Amen. You are whatever God has, you are inheriting. Whatever belongs to God belongs to you. Whatever belongs to God, you have a share in it. Tell somebody, I'm adopted by God. Yeah. Do you know Moses was not an Egyptian, but he was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. And because of that, anything princes are allowed He's allowed. Anything princes get, he gets. Any school princes have to go to, he goes to. Whatever the princes eat, he eats. And I'm telling you today that if you are in God's family, then it means that it must reflect. You can't be eating with pigs when you belong in the palace. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot be, be destitute when your father has mansions. You cannot be naked when your father has more than enough to clothe you. And I'm not talking about fiscal clothes or fiscal destitution. I'm just saying that when your spirit is so inept or so empty or you are so exposed spiritually, it's because you have not received the salvation that you ought to receive. In fact, as I've been studying this thing, it has really scared me that we have treated this thing so lightly because this thing is a real process. We are come to look at the process and you realize that the process can be over a sermon, like maybe today, or over a period of time being in the house of God. I believe that for most of us, true salvation to come after we have hung around the word of God for a while. Our, some of us should be in the choir when we are giving our life to Christ. Yeah, some of us should even be leading ministries when we are giving ourselves to Christ. But because we do it, it's like baptism. When you're baptized as a baby, it's totally meaningless to you. So you know the reason why you're going into the water and why you're coming out. And the same way, some people lift their hands up because they like the girl and she said, come to church. And say, when you come and they do altar call, raise your hand. And when you raise your hand, they say, come to the front, come to the front. When you get to the front, put your head down. And whatever the pastor say, say it. If you don't say that, I cannot take you to him. That I want to. Yeah. When I was a young person, it was one of the things I saw my elder brother do. He'll be watching as much as true. Yeah. He was about 10 years older than me. So I was a very young girl. And sometimes, Sunday, you look at him and then he's all dressed up. Then he'll come into my mom's room and say, Bible, Bible, Bible. Then he said, no, it's too big, it's too big. They'll give him. So when he gets downstairs, we'll go and say, ah, Bible, suit, what, what? He said, just pray that I succeed. <laughs> then you'll go to whatever church, and sometimes you don't know the place, then you'll be asking so where is that uh, something gospel? Where is that? Uh, where, where is it? Is it, is, oh, is it far? 
Anyway, it's worth it. I'll, I'll take a taxi. I'll, I'll get there. So when he comes back, then he'll be like, but why did you go to there? Then he'll mention some young person. He said, she's been so stubborn. <laughs> she's been too stubborn. And now she's saying that if I don't go to her church, she won't even talk to me. So when you went, what happened? Yeah, I've gone, but I, I don't know. It's not looking very this, feasible. Then you come. The next Sunday, he's going again. I said, why? He said, I'm, I've been told I have to go three times. <laughs> so let me give you a good example with this one. Such a person, if he comes three times, and by the grace of God, the relationship happens for him. And you see, the word of God has a way of affecting you. And maybe the word of God, after coming so many times, enters. And then you just become a part of the church. It does not mean you're born again. It just means you have become active in church. It just means you become a partaker in church activities. It does not mean you're a Christian. Because some of us, we came by the back gate. We came by the back door. They opened the window and we just jumped in. And since we are seated, we are seated. If you go back to the gate, they'll ask the gate fee, entrance ticket, all kinds of things. So you just stay inside. Number three, being born again is an instant transplant of the spirit of God in you. It's an instant transplant of the spirit of God in you. What am I saying? It means that at that point of realization, at that point of repentance, at that point of belief, at that point of acceptance, at that point of openness and commitment, you receive the spirit of God. But your soul is just beginning a new journey. When you make that declaration, it is only your spirit that has been affected. Your soul is tampered with, but it's not even sure what is happening. Because for a lot of people, it can be an emotional thing. It can be just a sense of relief. Whatever, you know, it, so... A part of your soul, your emotion can be affected by it, but they are not changed. As for your body, it hasn't even heard what is going on. It, it saw some commotion, but it doesn't even know what the commotion was. And that is why even the day you give your life to Christ, you can easily walk through that door and go and sin. Because the, what you have received is the spirit of God. The body was not in the equation. It didn't get the memo and doesn't understand. And that is why our faith can become such a battle. Because when you have received it, we don't do much with it. We don't do much with it. It is only a newborn Christian that doesn't want to crawl, doesn't want to be breastfed, doesn't want to be changed they will put their pamper on and let it wee wee in, do whatever inside it. They be going and coming. Okay, Sunday in this the Facebook live. Be going and coming, <laughs> you know, with a dirty pamper. It's good. Let's, let's use that one. We will not add any more to it because if we add. Romans chapter 8. I want us to begin to realize that our Christianity is not a one-day event. Neither is our Christianity stagnant. I am now a Christian. Now, can you imagine who is the youngest baby in the house now? William. William is the youngest baby. Can you imagine, what's his name? What's William, the last one called? Sorry? William, William yeah, William uh, the second, isn't it? William the second. Can you imagine that you just look at his mother? Excuse me, Portia. Please don't come and bother me from today. 
<laughs> I'm fine. I got it. I've seen how the world works. I can see it. I've seen people go and come, move, some drive, some walk, but I've seen how the whole system is working. So thanks for uh, bringing, bringing me into the world. I'll see you. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I have plans. I have plans. Can you imagine? But how come we can come to the altar? or we can raise our hands, or we can be in our room, wherever we, we, we may have that encounter, and get up and assume that we can bring ourselves up spiritually. We can develop ourselves spiritually. There is no baby who can take care of themselves. And that is why for some of us, we have grown for years, and we are still stinking. Because nobody has even cleaned us up, and we won't allow anybody to clean us up. And we won't allow ourselves to be potty trained, to be taught how to clean up, to be taught how to, no, when you want to, you don't do it outside, you go inside and you do it here. And when you finish, you flash. It's amazing. It's amazing. A child, even a toddler, if you tell him to potty train himself, you know what he'll do. He'll sit on the uh, potty, do what whoever wants, then turn, look at it, and want to feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Just wants to know, because it looks very similar to, you know, when they go to nursery, when they go, some of the plasticity, some of the things they play with, it looks like the brown one. <laughs> Romans chapter 8. <laughs> Romans chapter 8. Romans. Can you imagine what we are playing with in the realms of the spirit. Can you imagine what we are touching, what we are throwing in our room? Can you imagine that? Oh. Romans chapter 8. Verse 14, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own child. Now we call him our father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. That gospel of once you give your life to Christ, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more death, no more death. The good news is that you can get a savior to deliver you. It doesn't say that that means there will be nothing go wrong or you will not suffer. In fact, what it's saying is that give me the kind of suffering you have been having and let me give you a new kind of suffering. That is why he says that, listen, let me take your yoke. Let me take your burden. Then I will give you my yoke and I will give you my burden because mine is lighter and it's easier, but it's suffering nevertheless. You cannot be a, a Christian and say, it's too hard. This Christianity is too much. This Christianity is too difficult. It's too stressful. It's too this. It's it is. But it is better to be struggling to fast than to be worried whether you are pregnant or not or whether you have caught a disease or not. They are all suffering. But which suffering would you prefer? Would you prefer the suffering where you have to come and say, the fast I didn't really do. I was trying, but actually I was so hungry when it was 10.35, I ate. <laughs> then the one that you don't know where you are at. You don't know what you are going to become. You don't know what you have been infected. You don't know what is going to happen to you. You don't know what the challenges are. You know, when we were driving yesterday and the people were drunk and things, and some were not drunk, they were just so high, and my heart was so broken because I was like, all it takes is for one of these young children to take the wrong drug, and then the next morning they'll, they'll be gone. The same tablet that they have been taking week after week, they go and take one, and it's a wrong one. It is suffering. But it's not the same as the born again suffering. Go on evangelism. Share the word of God with somebody. Introduce somebody to Christ. Bring a soul to church. Help somebody be settled in church. Give somebody a call and check whether they are okay. Check up on somebody. It is time consuming. It is tiring. It is frustrating. But it's a better frustration. It's a better frustration. 
It's a better transformation. Because it's saying that we now have a new spirit. And if we have the spirit of Christ and we are going to live in glory with him, we are going to suffer with him. If he was rejected by men, you too will be rejected by men. You are so ashamed to be rejected by men that you can't open your mouth and say, I'm a Christian. You can't declare who you are. Are you a Christian? Oh, no, I just follow my roommate sometimes. And I, I sort of go around. I'm sort of around there. Sometimes I visit them. I'm not actually part of the church. I just walk in there occasionally to see what, what they are doing. No, you must be despised of men. Yes, you must have reproach because of the God you serve. A certain level of shame must come upon you. Yeah, your housemates or your flatmates or your workmates should be able to ask you, ah, what were you doing? Then you tell them that I was praying. I was praying in the Holy Ghost language. Yeah. Some of us, even in church, we can't pray. We can't pray. When they say we should pray. But if we have to gossip right now, don't even start me. I tell you. Wait, 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 wait. You don't even know the full story. I will give you that. That same mouth that appears as if it can't open. I say if you are born again, it will reflect. It will reflect if you are born again. You cannot help it. You cannot help it. You can. Do you know that when you watch a child that has been born as they're going, sometimes you're wondering why they're laughing. They don't even understand what's going on. Then they're giggling. Then they seem to be excited. Then the first time maybe they're put in the water or something, they're like, wow, this is water. Then they'll put some uh, ducks, plastic ducks, and they'll be like, they're just excited of this new place because they were in some dark place with some green water and all kinds of things. And then suddenly they have clean water. Suddenly, God is cleaning up your life, washing you of all filth. And the more you are washed of the filth, the more you want to go and dig yourself in more filth. Because the people around you smell like the filth. And you are suddenly not smelling like them or looking like them. You have to have a certain level of shame because of your faith. You have to have a certain level of loneliness because of your faith. You have a, have a certain amount of frustration. Back to basics. Tell somebody back to basics. Yeah. We will fight it. 